Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero. Thanks for listening to The Tour Coach. These are the players, coaches, experts, stories, and insights from my work on the PGA Tour at my retreats or my downtown teaching center in Mobile, Alabama. My goal is to shed light and share insights from the people who I've gotten to know and meet working on the PGA Tour and teach it through my career. And I hope this helps all of us play, coach, and teach better golf. If you like what you hear, please give us a good review and take a look at our new Dew Sweepers YouTube channel or the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, where I've taken some time to share videos of help from my teachings, travels, and journeys. On this edition of Tour Coach, it's going to be a fun one for me because working with him when he was a tour player for a little stint was very fun for me. And uh, we didn't get as much done as we'd like, but we always had a good time. Certainly did. Former PGA Tour player, now back home in Alabama, teaching golf, playing some golf, having some fun. Will Wilcox. What's up, buddy? I'm not a ton. Just played some golf with a, with a uh, young man that's about to turn pro. And um, just, you know, the lessons are starting to really flow. And, uh, and I've, I've really been able to help some kids. And, man, it just doesn't get much better than, than helping a, a young player. I've got kids from age 18 to 17. And then I have some adults as well. But the excitement you get from helping a youngster, you know, create a lot for the game is, is really fulfilling. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, we've known each other. I mean, we haven't always worked together, but we've known each other from being in Alabama a long time, been around a lot yeah. of the same people and always had, a, I mean, we've always gotten along, had a bunch of respect. And one of my passions has always been teaching and developing young players. I think that's like one of the coolest and the best things you can do. And I think in a lot of ways, it's way more rewarding and gives you a better feeling than chasing you guys out on the tour. <laughs> and I don't mean that disrespectful to you when you were a tour player. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're teaching one of my uh, favorite kids on planet Earth, Ben Carr. I drove uh, I drove eight hours to deliver him a cake on his 21st birthday. And, uh, yeah, you uh, you got he's some a, great kids in your stable. He's a special one. He's special. He's a good – and better than that, like – He's one, ben is one of those people you just enjoy spending time with and enjoy helping. He's so chill. You know? He's so relaxed, and he just, you know, he, he hasn't had the easiest ride, and, um, you know, he's had some tragedy in, uh, tragedy in his life that not everybody's had to face, and, you know, he's tough as nails, and I think he's going to do great things, and, man, does he respect you. Well, I appreciate that, and, and I think, though, that people that have tragedy and have tough times coming up appreciate the help. And also appreciate the work and effort it takes to get there more so than the people that it's always easy and there's never really any bumps in the road. Yeah, he's uh, the adversity he's faced has definitely toughened his skin. He's just he's very very focused, and uh, every time uh, I talk to to him, you know, I'm always like, "How's it going with the Dew Sweeper?" You know, his work still going forward, and he's just like, "The Dew Sweeper is a uh, a." <laughs> So, um, so yeah, he, he, he loves you to death. So you're, you're very lucky to have such a good young man. Well, I appreciate that. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about first the playing career. You know, for me, there's been a couple people I've taught. You were one of them where, you know, I came up teaching under a bunch of great teachers, but you know, you were way more unconventional in what you did. And yeah. it was really good for me because it was a big point. Like, I know I didn't help you as much as I wanted. Well, but, I was playing like crap. It had nothing to do with you. But no, but like, you know, I go into everything positive, like I'm going to change the world, you know, but like, it was good because you really pushed me to think outside my, one of the things I liked is you pushed me to think outside my box and Hey, out of, outside of conventional ways, I, 
uh, would teach somebody to hit it and do things like it made me think more, which I, I like. I mean, there's a lot, not lots of players do that. And, and so I enjoyed it. And I've never been afraid to like when you've posted something, say, Hey man, that looks pretty good. I think you're, you're onto something, you know, talk a little bit about your playing career and what you found out about yourself. And then ultimately like why you transitioned into, you got your own podcast now and you're teaching golf. And, and to me, the most important thing is just from watching, you seem like you're pretty damn happy. Yeah, yeah. I've, my playing career was cool. It was a good, it was a good 12 and a half year, 13 year run. I had a lot of fight in me at the start, and I I was a I was an, I was an angry little angry little feller. I definitely <laughs> was, I had a lot of a lot of fire, a lot of fire, and I and I think that fire it it, taught, it, it made me a good player, but it but it but, but it made me tough to be around, and 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 I was able to quell some of that you know just internal frustration and self talk and all that and. And, uh, yeah, anyways, I got off to a good start, had a great backer that really freed me up, Tim Jackson out of Pelfody, Alabama. I'm actually, uh-huh. I live on the lake in a camper now, and I'm looking across the lake at his beautiful lot. I mean, he's got the best lot in Pell City and uh, on Logan Martin Lake. They had to build a land bridge to this little island, and he lives on it. So, anyways, um, Tim backed me 10 years and uh, paid 100% of my expenses the first five years, and, and not many uh, young players get that opportunity. So I had five years of just free golf, and it was just, you know, that's just hard to do that, hard to find. Hard, hard to do that. Hard, hard to get somebody that is willing to invest that much money in you and trust you and and trust you to pay them back. And Because uh, it was just a handshake. We wrote things down on a manila envelope with a ballpoint pen. And, um, you know, we uh, – before, so anyway, before you go too far, don't you think that's – I think that there's a lot of bad backers out there, too, guys that get in bad situations. Oh, man. You were so lucky because you had somebody that genuinely cared about you, right, and wanted you mm-hmm. to succeed. But, man, there's a lot of people, like I've been around some of them out there, and you hear some of the deals these young folks get in, and it's like, dude, it, even if you're successful, it's a shitty deal. <laughs> some of the South American guys are getting absolutely railroaded. You know, because they're from small towns in Argentina and things like that. I don't know that necessarily the details, but I know a few guys that had some good, mm-hmm. you know, pretty solid careers that that are left kind of kind of with nothing at the end. And um, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but you know, people that are brought up from nothing, and you know, you got a, a wealthy backer, you know, uh, and a lot of my friends have signed with a certain individual, and and they want a large chunk of their earnings, and they give them a stipend every month. And it's not enough to cover the expenses. So if you're right. trying to play the Corn Ferry Tour, and you're I think that's a huge deal. I know who you, I, I don't like that. I don't like that deal or that deal. I think you know the deal I'm talking about. Yeah, and, and I don't like that. I don't like that they basically could buy sponsors exemptions and stuff for people and certain guys. I think it was a bad deal. Yeah, and it just it leaves these guys in in a really tough spot. And you know, at a glance, it's pretty good, but. You know, because it allows them to travel, but at the same time, they're you know, if you play good and if you don't get your card at the end of the year, you got nothing. So uh, anyhow, yes, there are a lot of backers out there that are in it for the money. Tim took me to golf tournaments when I was nine, ten years old. Um, so so Tim was in it for 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 the good, and uh, and he he really he did me good. I did him good. I had a lot of people tell me. One year I had to write him a hundred thirty thousand dollar check, and because uh, he got nine percent that year without putting any any money in, because that was the uh, sixth or seventh year of the deal, and the last five years of our ten year deal involved no money in nine percent of the total earnings. 
So uh, I had a lot of people saying, bro, like, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. You don't have to pay him. And I said, no, I love this man. He loves me. I would never do anything wrong to him. He's never done me wrong. I'm doing it. You know, I'm giving it to him. And so uh, Tim, to this day, you know, he'll invite me over for Sunday dinner, and and, and I'm over at his house almost every weekend, and we – we sit out back and have a beer and look at the lake and talk about the good times and uh and times are still good and, and, and I'm I'm just happy to to have gotten the experiences that I did and met the people that I got to meet and uh I mean next week I'm caddying for Russell Knox on the PGA tour, you know. I, saw I, get, a trip, I get a trip to Bermuda. I mean it's it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well you you've had great experiences. You know, you've always done it your way too which I mean that in a good way because I think there aren't very many people that like to do it their way. Was it hard to decide you didn't want to play anymore? I, I always I hate to ask that question because I know it's a touchy question, but like I always wonder, like, you know, you're still it. relatively young, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm 35. I mean, just my putting got dicey. Although I do have these new irons, I'm, I'm loving this new Sub-70 company. It's crazy. Like, I just, I can't. What I, I was, I was pigeonholed into hitting X, you know, 125-gram yeah. X, extra stiff irons and now i'm hitting 120 gram stiff irons and and i've got a little more cavity back and i'm starting to hit the ball like really good again and and it's just like if i can get the putting straightened out you know who knows and and i, I think since i won on the corn ferry tour i might be able to sneak sneak into an event or two next year so I, I don't know if it's over over i don't think it is but i'm i'm very happy doing what i'm doing i'm happy seeing i got to see my grandpa the other day you know, I get to see him a lot. I get to see my mom a lot. There's been a lot of a uh, lot of long hugs with mom. So it's uh, you know it's just great to be around my uh, my family. I run a junior tour with my dad, and it, you know it's it's just cool. It's just cool to be around the folks. It's cool to be around old friends, and uh, you know they all respect me for what I did, and uh, and that's what's cool. You know, nobody can take away from me what I accomplished, and. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't regret anything other than, although I am kind of a, I think I'm a good person for someone like Ben to lean on and I can tell him what not to do. <laughs> and right. cause I did, I did a lot of things that were not, that were not the correct way to do things. And, and, you know, once you get there, you, you got to keep working. And, and I got there and thought I was a John Daly type and, you know, I didn't have that quite, I didn't quite have that amount of talent. So yeah, anyways. I'm very, I'm proud of myself for what I pulled off, but I wish I wouldn't have uh, partied so hard after I did well. <laughs> basically, basically well, what it is. We all grow up, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It takes people to, so if you, if you look back on it, like you said, hey, I could go back and change a couple things, whether it's, you know, how I played, how I worked at it, obviously the party, and I get that, but, you know, or, or things I tried to do with my golf swing, like, would you tinker less with things? I mean, what are like golf swing wise and golf playing wise thoughts? Are there's some things now if you could say I could go back six years to the, you know, to Will at twenty six, seven, eight? What would you do different? That's a tough one. I would probably, I wouldn't. I thought that when I had a good finish, the only way I could really soak it up is if I had eight beers. It was really weird. Like, you know, I, just, I really, I, you know, and, and, and that number just sticks out. I don't know why. I mean, I just, I really just, I, I love to, I mean, for lack of a better word, I love to get nice and nice and saucy on Sunday after a good finish just because I, I couldn't believe what I was accomplishing. And it was so much beyond what I ever thought was going to happen. So I would, uh, Number one, drink less. Uh, two, stay in the gym more. 
I would uh, I would have played way more tournaments when I was playing well. I would have I would have ridden the wave longer. I was a big like you know hey you just had two top tens in a row. Let's go on a vacation. You know whereas you need to when you're playing well, don't go on a vacation. Wait till the end of the year to go on a vacation. You know keep going. And and I was always the you know my my agent Drew Carr who's a great dude. Um, great dude. Yeah, great dude. Uh, Fidelity Sports Group. Check him out. He's he's a great boutique agency out of Orlando. And so shout out to Drew and and David Mormon. But uh, yeah, they 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 always were like, Will, you're playing awesome. Keep going. And I was like, I really want to go to the Caribbean and rent a house and drink a bunch of dumb. So so that's what I would do. And you know, and then my friend Andrew Loop would always be like, Bro, come to Reno and play this tournament. You're an idiot. You're and you're hitting it awesome. Like keep going, and I'd be like, "All right, fine." And I'd go over there, and I'd finish eighth. Then on Sunday, and we'd be having dinner, and he'd be like, "Aren't you glad that you came?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. I'm really glad I came." But you know, but the, but anyways, you got to ride the wave. If you're playing good, don't stop. Keep going. Nah, I love it. I love it. And I think that. Uh, what about when you're playing bad? I see lots of guys do. They almost do the opposite of what you just said. Like they get playing good, they take off. They play bad. It's like they keep trying to play every week. It's almost like you could do the opposite, you know, get away. Yeah, from yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of, I had a lot of great runs. You know, I'd have straight. I think I had a stretch where I made nineteen straight cuts, and then I'd have stretches where I'd make three cuts in nineteen. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes just stepping back and taking a week off, and and just you know reassessing, and, and maybe maybe. Uh, you know, maybe like you're getting older, maybe change the flex of the shaft or, or something like that. And, and and on the tour, the thing is, is you got a lot of reps and, you know, I hate to say that they're vultures, but they they're they vultures. really, they really come at you with all this new, new stuff. And, and, you know, they, they want to revolutionize the, uh, the tinkering game and, and all this. So yeah, you, you just got to stick to what got you there and not let these reps, Try to put all this new stuff in your bag, or these uh, these swing training things, and yeah, it's it's uh, if you're playing bad, you need to just kind of step back and be like, all right, what got me here? What what did I do to to achieve this? So that that's really what it is, and and you need to figure out what your what your maximum amount of events in a row is. You know, that's that's freaky. What do you think now, looking back on it for you, what would be the maximum amount you could play and be, you know, and be effective and get something out of it? I mean, four was stretching it. I would say, um, yeah, four. four. Four would be, yeah, because on tour, I mean, they ask you, you know, you got, you got sponsor value program, you know, you got pro-am, you got, you know, just a lot of, you got interviews, you got a lot of, just a lot of stuff going on. And, um, it's just um, it's it's like high school out there too, you know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk talking going on, and uh, it's just a um, it's just a, a very a very weird environment, and you know, and even now it's it's even diff- more different. Like when I first turned pro, you know, it was still like the guy Boros days, you know. It was still mm-hmm. the it was uh, the Scott Dunlap, and you know you're having a big time now. It's it's all focused. These kids are so polished, they're so ready to go. But you know, the main reason I left is because my putting left me. But and I just you know, my dad. I was so fortunate to have a, a dad that is is just very uh, savvy with uh, creating businesses. And we've got this awesome 501c3 uh, junior tour. I mean, we had we ran the uh, Bud Burns and Selma this year. We had 80 kids play and. 
you know, we just do a lot of really good things for kids. So, you know, I had something nice to fall back on. And, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm sitting outside my camper right now. I had a little uh, a good time with my buddy Nate Fernandez this morning, who's about to turn pro. And we played about 15 holes early this morning. And, uh, but yeah, it's uh, I'm just really enjoying teaching and, and, and hanging out. What made you decide to want to start teaching? Was it just being around the kids? You know, how have you enjoyed? Because teaching's different than playing, obviously, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. And and I think it's harder too than a lot of people think on the front end. Like when you just think, almost start teaching people golf. They didn't like you, every person you walk up to just all of a sudden starts shooting seventy. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, it's tough. I'm definitely with each week and each month that passes. I'm figuring more things out. You know, you, you want to figure out, am I a, uh, am I a, um, what would you call it? A method teacher where you're going to try to teach everybody the same type of thought, or are you a guy that's going to take, you know, what they got and try to get them just on plane on the way down. I'm more, I think I'm, I'm kind of just a set up guy, but, but no, your, your original question was, um, what made me want to go with teaching? It was people asking me, you know, Hey, would you help my son? You know, would you take a look at his swing? And, and to me, it's pretty easy to see when somebody's setup is messed up. And so, you know, we're, I can, I definitely have a good eye for teaching people how their, why their leg action isn't doing what it's supposed to do. And when somebody's setup is screwed up, it's pretty easy to be like, all right, you know, you got to get your internal hip rotation better, and this is how you do that. So, yeah, I, I make sure their setup is right. I try to get them on a decent plane on the way back, and I try to get their club as close to on their hands on the way down, and, I, and, and I'm a big turn and burn guy. So, you know, just make sure you get out of the way as much as you can, and, you know, you keep, keep the butt on the wall. Make sure you maintain your posture, and, uh, yeah, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, hump the ball. Right. Well, I mean, a lot of that, you know, you you, t- you touched on setup a bunch, and I know from our work together, and we've talked a bunch. Like, I, I'm such a big believer in it. I mean, if a person's not balanced at setup and not in a place that they can make a good move from, I mean, they got they don't have much of a chance, or they're always in recovery from there from there on, you know. And yeah. there's so many young people or parents of young people like. That come and they want, they think you're going to tell them some revolutionary thing that's happening out of the top or something. And it's like you fix their setup and so much of that other things goes away and cleans up without having them think or do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's awesome how, how, uh, how the club kind of falls into the right position and their arms will, will, uh, you know, kind of get in the, uh, in the hitting zone, um, easier when they're set up correctly and and the, and the takeaway is so much better and uh and on on chipping and sliding wedges is something that a lot of people don't do they kind of flip that yeah. wedge and it rolls up the face i really like to teach that right wrist kind of keep that kind of cupped right wrist and, and and almost underhand toss it to keep that flight down and and keep that nip on it you know you take advantage of the grooves don't let the grooves take advantage of you you know so yeah, it's, it's been a, a learning curve, but I'm getting a lot closer, and, I, and I'm getting a lot of uh, good feedback. So, um, you know, when when you teach somebody that's really good, that's why I'm impressed by guys like you. Like everybody that you teach hits it so well. Like that's got to be a real brain buster, you know. Like when somebody's hitting it good, it's just like, damn, I don't even know what to say, you know. Like you, you look awesome. Well, I think, you know, I think one of the best compliments you can get as a teacher is when somebody tells you you really haven't screwed anybody up. You know, yeah, right? Because you've been, you've been, you were out there a long time, and I, I mean, I'm not naming names or anything, but like, but there's people that like to jump in on somebody that's already good and 
you know, guys hitting it good and they try to change something so you can say you can change it. I think sometimes the hard part about teaching is telling a guy like, hey, man, like you just need to move the ball back or you just need to move your hips here or whatever. Like sometimes you guys, most of I mean, you guys are already really damn good. You're not that far from being great players, you know? Yeah, very minuscule. Yeah, yeah. When you get to the level that, that you're at, it's it's definitely a uh... – a situation where you gotta you gotta fix you know keep it keep it small so uh but yeah yeah it's definitely a uh you, you not screwing somebody up is so key and uh and yeah i mean i, I uh like i mean you taught one of the best ball strikers of all time for for many years in lucas Glover, yeah. And, uh, yeah and and i just man that that had to be you know kind of nerve-wracking but but y'all were together for a long time, and 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 you know you, you got him back on track. I mean, while y'all were working together, that dude really started playing some good golf. Well, you know, he he one, he's a great guy. It was awesome to work for, and uh, I mean, like all things out there, you hate for things to end. But like you go into it and you do a good job, and yeah, I mean, he hit it beautiful, right? And he could have stretches where it's like you're just like you don't know how a guy could hit it any better, right? But yeah, man, such a good ball striker and a good guy, and more importantly. Too. He was a good influence, I felt like, on all my other younger guys. I, when we worked, you guys played practice round together, I, maybe in Phoenix or something, where we spent a little time. And, you know, I, I think that's good. And so I'm always trying to learn from you guys. And this, I love the stuff you talked about, flighting wedges and chipping and pitching, because, you know, to me, there's way more to that. And that comes more from the player side than it does from any guy like me that studies a golf swing, you know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. No, I feel you. And, uh, and, I mean, what you've done with Ben's swing is, is you've really turned him into, I mean, his, his scoring average is 68.4 this season. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I know he's very talented, but I mean, there's definitely, I, I see the changes after y'all work and, and he implements those changes and he sticks to them and it just works. So yeah, I mean, you, you're, the last thing you're doing is screwing that kid up. There's a guy that's a good example of a guy with a really pretty strong grip or a really strong grip, right? Yeah, lots of people would have jumped in and just changed that, changed the face. But like, I was like, you know, that was a tough one, Willie, because like you're looking at and you're like, I mean, this kid's already really damn good. Yeah. If I change that, what if the kid's not ends up not being as good? And I was like, well, let's just go as long as we can down the road with this. And he was okay not curbing it left doing that. Yeah. Yeah. He just hit missed cuts. I mean, well, it's only about a one yard fade, but yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, his yeah. bad shot's not that bad, you know? And I think the biggest challenge now, and in a way you'll, I know you'll help him, is, is just to continue to help them understand little shots around the greens and stuff, yep. right? Because that'll be important, especially with a stronger grip, you know, to learn yep. to do. He's keeping it real nice now. He, he's, yeah. he's definitely getting a, a better understanding of the nip, the nip yep. pinch. Right. Um, so, I mean, shoot, he won that tournament in, at Columbus by 10, and, and I hated that he uh, – didn't get through to the um to the AM, but and then last year the COVID screwed him up, or he was exempt from the AM. He was at a larger school, man. He'd be he'd get to the he'd be getting that top five of the Corn Fairy Tour easy, easy, no question. That kid was yeah. stud. He, I think he is one of the one of the best players coming out of college in a year or so, hands down. I think he's going to be ready to play. Yeah, and, and he, I think he's going to use all of years too. Yeah, and it's like. I'm not so you sure so sure you should, but you know, I mean, he needs, it's his own journey. But yeah, he loves college. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, before we go, this is my fun question. Give me your favorite. What was if, if you think back and remember? What was your best post tournament party when you had a big week? 
Oh, that's easy. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's, that's easy. Um, so my mom was with me, and, uh, in 2016, um, it was the Phoenix Open. I finished six. It was Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, boy. And, and so we went to Jonathan Kay's house, met Spencer Levine there. I had a, a young lady with me. And, I, you know, I shot the round of the day on Sunday. We went over there, you know, got the tournament truck with us. We go to Jonathan Kay's house. There's about 30 people there. We watched the tournament. You know, I drank God knows how many beers. And, um, and, and, you know, I just made, I think I made 230,000 that week. And we watched the Super Bowl and I didn't have a team. And I didn't have a dog in the fight at all, but man, I acted like I did. And we just had the best time. It was me, Spencer Levine, Jonathan Kay. And, uh, and it was just, you know, three just, I mean, savages <laughs> and uh we had so much fun and, and mom was there so she had a couple glasses of wine and you know we, we just had a big time and uh and uh yeah it was uh it was uh, what a what a super bowl sunday in phoenix after you finished sixth in that golf tournament and uh that's it, a good time and, and then and then we went to we so this, this is kind of, this is kind of a three-week period so then we go to pebble i chip in on the 72nd hole i was left it was on number nine at Pebble Sunday. I'm left of the green on that down slope to a middle left pin, which is you're screwed. I hole it and finish like 33rd. We hop on a private jet. We fly down to 34 minute flight to Santa Monica. We land. Our four cars are sitting there. Me, Steve Marino, Willie Mack, and uh, somebody else. We and maybe there's just three. So three brand new Mercedes C classes are sitting there on the runway. The Santa Monica airport is shut down. So the net jet takes off, gets out of there. We proceed to race these things up and down this runway for about an hour. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and and we couldn't because we couldn't find the exit. Like so, we looked for the exit and we were just <laughs> checking the hotel, but we couldn't find the exit. So we thought, well, we got three brand new Mercedes here. Let's 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 race these things. I mean, you know, there, there's no planes coming in. Let's we got our own runway here. Let's just rip it. And uh, so that that would that was probably. That probably beats the Super Bowl Sunday, but um, anyways, yeah, I was just, uh, it was crazy. It was, it was just one of those things where you're like, we got our own runway in Los Angeles to rip brand new Benzes. This is nuts. Let's do it. You can't turn down that opportunity. Yeah, we didn't. And luckily nobody was hurt, and we got to our hotels, and everything was fine. Nothing happened other than we had a good time. Willie, awesome stuff. Great catching up with you. You're always fun to catch up with. You always reach out. I, you know, best of luck with all the teaching. I hope, for one, as a fan, I hope the putting gets a little better and you get to get back out there and do some because you're super talented, but you're you're ab- absolutely an all-world good dude. So I hope, well, I uh, hope things keep going better. And, and uh, maybe one of the trips up here in Alabama, we'll run into each other. But uh, keep kicking ass, man. You're a good dude. All right, Tony. I appreciate you so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Tour Coach. I want to take a minute and thank Cordy Walker and Golf Science Lab, as well as my sponsors Shrikshan, Buick, Bushnell, and Vineyard Vines for helping make all of this possible and helping me share my insights with you. If you like what you've heard, why don't you check out more on the Dew Sweepers channel on YouTube, as well as the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, or go to dewsweepersgolf.com to find out more about my teaching, my travels, and where you can find out more about me.